This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. Welcome to Ordinary Observations with Jack and Mark, where this week we're going to be looking at obscure sports involving the questionable treatment of animals. Mm-hmm. Where we're kind of going to be glossing over a bit, you know, racing sports. They're a bit, they're a bit meh. You know, yeah. they're, they're not, they're not the obscure. They're not obscure enough for what we're looking at. They're probably also not quite questionable enough. Yeah, indeed, indeed. As in, they're still going on. Anyway, we'll also overlook the old uh, plain old hunting side of things because. Uh, that's sort of a different thing as well. Yeah, you know? it's, a diff- it's like that's just killing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, We're not- just going to look at like just weird sports. We yeah. want a bit of a bit of justification. In yeah, it, you know? indeed. And uh, we're also not going to look into old uh, medieval kind of tying up animals and just torturing them for fun. No, we're not about that either. That's fucked up. Yeah. yeah. These we'll, are- we'll get to that one day, but not today. These are mostly modern sports as well. Yeah. yeah. Modern or like recently obscure. Yeah. Yeah. So also animal fighting is is off the topic for now. Yeah. For now. <laughs> Could one, be back in One it. day we'll get desperate enough to talk <laughs> yeah. um, But no, Mark, you're, a, you're famously vegetarian. Indeed. Um, is that because, you know, you feel guilty about... You just hate animals or you feel guilty about an animal you once abused or you get involved in any sport and sort of it all went wrong. You ended up killing some innocent animal and... You know, for me, it's just, I don't want to eat them. I just want to keep them in the sport, you know? Exactly. Yeah, you mean you don't want to waste them. Yeah, don't waste them. They're, no. they're valuable they're for the valuable sport alone. For, for stressing out in the sports arena. Speaking of that, have you ever been involved in any sports involving animals? Um, No, not really. I mean, I've done like... like I've, I've been fishing. Yeah, I've been <laughs> fishing. I've, I've shot a few possums, maybe a rabbit or something, oh. but never like... Killed a chicken. No, I've, but I've, yeah. never, I've never been into like horse riding or anything like that no i mean i've ridden a horse yeah yeah same but um again like it's not it's not obscure enough to no, be but like, like everyone yeah notable it's it's not great but it's also not like super questionable never any did any mm. eel pulling or anything no. like that no. but i'll tell you what is super questionable in terms of horse uh, riding you ever heard of horse diving no i've not <laughs> why don't you kick us off with that yeah so horse diving is something i've been looking for I've been wanting a microphone to talk to this about for a long time. Um, so horse diving, it's its pretty much as it sounds, but you take a horse up a tall platform and you just ride it off. Just in, into water? Into the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. So you have a special built pool sort of for the horse to dive into. Um, Bizarre, isn't it? But so, yeah, so this came about in 1880, of course, you know, back the in Wild the, West. Back in the good days when you could get away with this kind of thing. Um, but evidently invented by this dude, William Doc Carter, who, who was riding his horse across a bridge in Nebraska somewhere when, like, the bridge collapsed. And so his horse sort of, well, on, on Wikipedia it says fell slash jumped. Who knows? Mm. Um, but he fell slash jumped in. And then I guess they survived and was like, fuck it. I need to commercialize this. Could make a bit of money yeah, out of this. People want to see this. <laughs> Give the people what they want. Exactly, exactly. So, so he did that, and then he was already involved. He was already a sharpshooter, so he was already involved in like the you know the carnival circus kind of circuit yeah. around the yeah, states. That's perfect for him. Which was a big, big business back in those yeah. days. So fits, fits his repertoire well. Yeah. So uh, he was often hanging out around the circuses, pesting around the fairgrounds, kind of thing. Uh, so he invented this horse diving as like another attraction to 
draw the crowds in and spend their money. <clears throat> it's quite the family business. So he got his son to build the ramp, mm-hmm. and then his daughter was the first rider. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like he's, he's he didn't he's, trust himself. Yeah, well, he's jumped. Well, I guess they wanted a light sort of person to ah, be riding yeah. the horse but he's, he's crashed his horse off the bridge then he's thought fuck I can make money out of this get my kids and involved got my, my kid, <laughs> get my beloved daughter to ride a horse <laughs> off a you know 10 meter platform or whatever the most son's built this sketchy platform for yeah, the horse yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it looks like a I don't know how to describe it, but it's quite gentle slope. It's it's obviously a horses like don't really want to climb stairs or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a long, gentle slope, big, big rig of a ramp. But yeah, so it, they did that for a couple of years. And then one day this woman, or I guess this girl, Sonora, came along. And she's sort of synonymous with the horse diving uh, story, apparently. I don't know if this is ever going to be challenged, but uh, the like most famous horse diver ever. Hmm. So, well, from, it won't be challenged on this. No, podcast. no, I don't think so. But from what I understand, sometimes they would just make the horses dive by themselves. But okay. but adding the rider onto it was an extra level of like daredevilness, I guess. But anyway, so Sonora was pretty good. She, I think she married the son as well. I so really keep it, it in the it, family. It gets kind of really incestuous. <laughs> this horse diving. Um, she married the son, and then she became like the star jumper. But eventually, something went wrong one day. She rode the horse down, but she was. You know, not thinking she slipped or something like this. And she had her eyes open as she was entering, you know, this horse is diving straight down, entering the pool. And it blinded her. Oh, yuck. Yeah, so she survived that, but was blinded. But she uh, she fucking continued doing it. So, I mean, you ever like... She must be passionate for it, you know? Yeah, well, I guess so. That's like that's like the next level of crazy horse girl. <laughs> yeah. It's like being prepared to blindingly jump I don't, off. I don't know why, but like I can only viewer as the horse jumping off like a modern diving board into a swimming pool no, you know? yeah, i wish i could describe it a bit obviously like a big is, like a big ramp kind yeah, of thing yeah yeah this is an audio medium but, yeah. Um, yeah so really just a really Imagine a big ramp really long ramp but i mean they could get fucking high so different ramps had different heights of course um and they had different you know different fairgrounds built their own but the highest the craziest one i could find was on youtube a girl riding a horse makes a 60 foot dive which is like fucking 18 meters what yeah that's nuts yeah, and um, uh, obviously it's like a few stories of flats or something. Yeah, well, like an animal as big a ho- as a horse is not meant to fall that kind of distance. <laughs> Surely that's got to hurt the horse. Well, you'd think so, right? Yeah, I mean, eighteen like, meters high. Yeah, I guess they just trained these horses just by, you know, obviously the ramp has walls on it. I guess they just used an electric rod eventually just to force it up the ramp. Yeah, and make it jump off, and then I guess eventually so, they just get used to it. Yeah, you'd think. I wonder how many horses died doing this. Oh, probably a few. Pretty probably fucked few. up. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty gross about her eye, though, too. Yeah, pretty scary. Obviously, the animal rights people got into this. Um, and these sorts of events were mostly a thing of the past by, like, the 70s. But, you know? Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and again, like, entirely American. I guess it's not really an actual sport, per se, but more more of a stunt for the sake of entertainment. But. Yeah, exactly. I think that that falls definitely into the circus kind of thing. Ah, but anyway, that's uh, that's horse diving. Yeah, I'm happy you got to talk about yeah, it, finally. Man, finally, <laughs> I've released myself from the horse diving. All right, this song is called Wish You Well by French Montana, Swan Lee, Lojay, and Jess Glein. This is K103, Göteborg Student Radio. Yes, this is Ordinary Observations at K103 Student Radio. So from the weird and wild world of horse diving, we've uh, gone to another obscure sport. What uh, you got? 
we've got a bit of octopus wrestling. Fuck yeah. It sounds as weird as it is. Yeah. So octopus wrestling. Yes, that's a very American sport, if you couldn't guess. It involves a diver swimming down and pulling an octopus out of a gap in a rock. So <laughs> they they just, it'd be a bunch of guys and they swim down and try like, Put, grab their hands into rocks and try to pull out a big octopus. Just dudes living in the moment. It usually wasn't wrestling per se, because uh, usually the octopus would just flee as fast as possible. You know, they they don't want to be yeah, found they by, be... by some wild American. They don't want to wrestle. <laughs> no. They want they want you to fuck off. <laughs> it's just just cans and pull in wetsuits like pesting on these octopuses <laughs> off the coast of Seattle or something. <laughs> Yeah, so it, uh, it peaked in popularity during the 1960s when there was a so-called um, World Championship held around Seattle. Oh, really? Yeah, and awards were given out on an individual and a team basis. So you can do this all with all your friends. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, it's obviously def- very difficult to uh, wrestle an animal with tentacles, you know? This Underwater. thing is pretty wriggly, yeah. yeah. And that's why it had to be a team sport. That's okay. what they figured out, yeah. And uh, at the uh, 1964 World Championships, a total of 25 giant Pacific octopuses were caught, or octopi. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> were caught, the heaviest of which was 25 kilos. I, I, what, what is there on an octopus that weighs so much? It doesn't yeah, have any bones or anything. That sounds like quite a lot. Like, it doesn't sound like much, but then when you think about but, an octopus... But also underwater dragging yeah, it. Yeah, octopus is just like four of your mates jelly. on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. So you think about what's what weighs twenty five kgs? Like, you go to the gym and pick up a weight that weighs twenty five kgs, like a barbell. Yeah. yeah, like like a big one. Yeah. Try go swimming with that and, while it fights back, and it's wrestling you back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be quite tricky. Yeah. It's also it's also super slippery too. I don't know how you actually grab onto it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, maybe it grabs onto you eventually. <laughs> it just holds on. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so the idea is that you reach in, like you just dive down, reach in through some rocks, yeah. find a poor, innocent octopus that's just hanging out. <laughs> and then you're like, just hold on for dear life. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I got to get you out of here. Not today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, it's interesting about the competitiveness of this sport, how they could guarantee that there were so many octopi, octopi nearby. And uh, they also had this on the TV networks, you know. So um, they they had a decent you know, TV following. So they kind of had to guarantee that they would they, they would find so many, you know. So what they would do is um, they'd just like go out trolling in the local area and then just release a load very nearby in, and they'd all hide in like the closest nearby rocks, and then it would be, oh, what a shock! The guys have found another forty uh-huh. octopi. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it seems a bit like cheating. Yeah, well, sh- yeah, it does seem a bit like cheating, but surely it's difficult to make this a you know good sport for TV audiences at the best of times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder how, how how good like the underwater cameras were at this. Or it's just like kind of a guy comes up with five of them. <laughs> well, I don't, stuck to him. I doubt they were filming underwater. It was yeah. just like, oh, three blokes go down for a couple minutes. I don't know how long it takes. You know the best part about this sport? What's that? Was that uh, it, the proper way to do it was without any kind of breathing apparatus, just free diving down to fight octopus I and come back. I certainly respect that more. Yeah, it's definitely a kind of stupid, play stupid games, win stupid prizes kind yeah. of deal. Yeah, I feel like... It, it's- <laughs> this is like you know it's just this, a really obscure like this is like a super white people thing yeah yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> i don't know like for me it's kind of like either insane redneck activity yeah, yeah. or just like a load of college frat bros oh. like pounding 40 beers and going to go find some yeah you can imagine being like dead by your mates like yeah 
Okay, uh, it's okay. time. But, Come on, get in well, the water. No, wait, 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 I'll, I'll have another beer first. Yeah. Like, get in the water. Yeah, okay, have another <laughs> beer first. Yeah, because like, how do you actually practice for this? <laughs> I don't know. Do you like going out on the weekend or like waking up? You know, you wake up on a Saturday morning, think about playing some football or something. Yeah. But it's like, oh, beautiful day outside. Oh, guys, sun is sun is shining. Call up the boys. Yeah. It's time. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> Get the wetsuits on, fellas. Get the waiters. <laughs> we're, we're, we're out. Just go wrestling. Head down to the beach. <laughs> swim straight out. in. Yeah, straight into the rocks and then just start. Yeah, I guess they I guess they were allowed like a big pair of goggles. Yeah, you know so. Well, yeah, to see in between the rocks and shit and then just Hopefully. wrestle them out. <laughs> yeah, so um, basically after the competition, the octopus were eaten. Yeah. So well, they, is that better or worse? Well, I'm, uh, surely they're gonna die anyway. They've been like uh, totally shocked out of nah, like their entire nah, habitat, but, you know. But aqua creatures are like that. They're like you, you catch a fish, mm. and it's got like the fucking hook sticking out its face, and then you just rip it out and throw the fish back, and it's all right. It's very gross. So I think a, I think an octopus would survive a wrestling. But it would just be stressed to hell. <laughs> I think it would never be the same. Yeah, maybe not. How many, how many octopus off the coast of Seattle have, like, severe PTSD <laughs> from, like, stuff in the 70s? <laughs> the octopus grandparents telling them back in the day, you know, it they was awful. They don't believe them? No. <laughs> yeah, just going out on a quiet weekend to harass some octopus. <laughs> So yeah, that was uh, octopus wrestling. Now we're uh, listening, gonna listen to a bit of Terra Shut Ock Blood. Är du nyfiken på vad som händer i Göteborg och i studentvärlden? Lyssna på K103 nyheter och missa inte de senaste händelserna. Du hittar K103 nyheter på Spotify och Apple Podcasts. Yes, you're listening to K103 Gothenburg's Student Radio. This is Ordinary Observations with Mark and Jack. And we're getting into a little bit of questionable sports involving uh, animals. So, next up. Yep. It's my boy Camel Tagging. So, octopus wrestling, which we just covered, that was a pretty redneck sport. Yeah. And from one... You, you know what else is? You know, from one breed of redneck... <laughs> to another. To another. Bogan. Next down under. Yeah, exactly. So we're camel tagging now. Um, this one's pretty simple, but like... It's simple, but clever. Yeah. Beautiful in its in its simplicity. Um, so this one's pretty simple. I learned about it while writing a podcast about a small town uh, called Bullia in Queenstown. Just a little self-promo there. <laughs> uh, in Queensland, sorry. They have like the largest camel racing in Australia. That's cool. Yeah. So apparently there's, you know, four or five different places that do this in Australia on the, on the camel racing circuit. <laughs> and so it's apparently it's like the Melbourne Cup of camel racing. Oh, yeah. Which is, um, for listeners underwear, Melbourne Cup's a large horse racing event. Uh, so the deal is you get a very like young, fast, nervous camel and you lock him in like, you know, those big cattle pens. Yeah. 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 Where you would like trade livestock and stuff. So lock him in one of those. Enough room for it to like, you know, run around and shit. But not- ang- enough room for it to get anxious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like not enough room for it to like be free. Yeah. And so the, the competitor then like starts at the gate, has a piece of duct tape in his hand, which is a bit like, what the fuck? So they start at the gate holding a piece of duct tape. The timer starts his watch. He runs off. You have to chase the camel down, like get it into a corner or some shit. <laughs> slap the tape on it. Make sure it sticks. Run back to the gate. Tap the gate run back to the camel and, get, and then rip the tape off the camel's ass again get the duct tape back and then the time stops when you make it back to the gate the third time right how do they come up with this <laughs> i don't know like so of course like the fastest time wins essentially. Yeah. um 
but <laughs> I'm glad we clarified the rules. Yeah, yeah. So that's camel tagging. You ever met a camel? Yeah, actually, one time. Yeah, in the, zoo. Yeah, yeah. But like, they're fucking huge, and yeah. like those legs will mess you up. Yeah, they do like to kick and yeah. spit a lot. Yeah, they yeah they spit at you, the bastards as well. Um, obviously pretty distressing for the camel though just being locked in a pen surrounded by like hundreds of shouting people drunk australians yeah screaming. like aussie bogans and wife yeah. beaters and shit <laughs> rugby league shorts and, like, <laughs> comes running at you with a piece of tape in his hand is his, his work boots <laughs> still yeah, on exactly like, <laughs> still got like a vb in his hand or something. So what the fuck do, you reckon, is... do you reckon this is fun for all the families do you reckon they bring the kids and yeah, yeah yeah they bring the kids and everything yeah. it's like a grown-up version of just like sheep wrestling yeah. So camels. <laughs> yeah. So they let, let a sheep out, and, like they let the kids chase after it and like dra- it drag it to the ground essentially. Yeah. yeah. So that's camel racing. There's actually a good video of Nick Cummins, Honey Badger, the Honey Badger, an uh, Australian rugby legend. Yeah. What? Yeah. Sort yeah. of. <laughs> Australian rugby, um, international rugby player. Yeah. Where he shows up to the races in Bulia. He gets involved in a bit of camel tagging. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, animal welfare aside, like, camels are really intimidating creatures. They're massive, too. Massive. Even the young ones are pretty big. Yeah, like, those legs will put you out. Oh. They'll put you to sleep. And, you, like, they've got massive teeth as well. Yeah. They'll take a big chunk out of your arm if, if, they, if they weren't, like... They, they're used for chewing, like, rooty vegetables and shit. But <laughs> if they wanted to eat your arm... You they will. Your, yeah. It's a real, this is a real mullet sport. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's a fucking dodgy thing going on. Um, but so that's camel tagging, like... Like, look, look that one up online if you get the chance. If you're at work and bored or something, it's... Sure, there's video of the honey budget uh, chasing some camel. Yeah, it's it's a great sport. Love to get involved. What yeah. else we got? Uh, we've got from the land of Australia over to the land of Afghanistan. Oh, yes. Yeah, this uh, one's a good one. This one's fantastic. Yeah. So this is sort of like one of those things you see that pops up on social media every once in a while like can you believe like like, like uni lad or something yeah or like yeah sport like bible watch mojo yeah, kind of yeah shit. it's like craziest <laughs> things you will never believe but this is a uh, buzkashi or cock depending on where you grow up or where you're from central asian sport yep you've probably heard of it the one that involves riding on a horseback and then throwing around the headless corpse of a goat Yep, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Buzkashi is what it's called in Afghanistan. National sport of Afghanistan. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Kokbaru is the name of it in Kyrgyzstan, um, but like all the Central Asian countries, they get involved. They've all got largely... They've all got different names. Their own derivative of it. But like largely the same rules and stuff like that. It's actually... Kokbaru was inscribed in the UNESCO representative list of the intangible cultural heritage of humanity in 2017, so... You Fascinating. Can't, eh? You can't. Con- you can't criticize. It's no, a, it's, no part it's not of- allowed. Exactly. They've put it in the good, the safe I'm book. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry for the goat, but this is intangible cultural heritage of humanity. It's so. a really old sport as well, too. Yeah, it's like a thousand years old or something. Yeah. So yeah. Who, who are we to judge? Who yeah. you know, with our modern morals and shit, like yeah. ordinary observations, you know. That's. Uh, I'm not going to tell them to stop. No. But you know who did? The Taliban. The fucking Taliban. <laughs> apparently, uh, I mean, we haven't gone through the rules yet, but apparently, it was too disgraceful for the taliban when they came to power in the what was it late 90s yeah so they were like nah that's fucked you, you guys can't do this this is this is outrageous no more they'll commit every human rights atrocity under the sun but the dead can't. goat is where they draw the <laughs> line dead goat is you can't be doing that no so get it goes through the rules there yeah so the rules is um basically you got four blokes on each team each on horseback and then you've got you're playing on like a massive field, so maybe like 200 meters long, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, 100 meters wide. I think that varies a little bit. They're not too particular. But then, so towards each end of the pitch is like a big donut. So if you imagine like a massive donut on the ground with 
don't know, like a, a meter wide or something. Certainly big enough to fit a, a dead goat in. Like a quite, quite big. Yeah. Um, and it's made out of like dirt or concrete or whatever, but quite a hard surface. <laughs> and essentially your duty is to ride with the horse, pick up the goat, ride it to the donut and then throw it in. Yeah. And that's how you score points. Pretty simple. Yeah. But gets quite violent. Obviously fighting over a goat. Yeah, because they really tussle over it, right? They really, yeah, they really tussle over it. And also, like, how much would a goat weigh? Like, 40 kgs? But it's just the head or the whole goat. No, the whole goat without, oh, okay. without the head. Ah, yeah. the headless carcass. Yeah, headless goat. So they weigh quite a bit. And then if you think about how, if, if you've ever ridden a horse, hmm. how far over you would need to like, reach over. Reach to, like, pick something off the ground. A lot, a lot. Yeah, yeah, like, they're, like, hanging off these horses, and then the other bloke just comes in and just, like, fucking barrels through with his horse <laughs> and fucks you up because you're in a very compromised position <laughs> trying to reach the goat on the floor. But then I guess once they've got hold of it, then it's, like, there's quite a lot of, you know, things to hold on to on a goat, like the yeah. four legs, which makes it good. And they sort of tuck it under their leg, it seems. Okay, so really can, hold on to it. Yeah. yeah, to really hold on to it because... Yeah. And then ride the horse fast as they can. Yeah, ride the horse as fast as they can, but then into the donut it goes. Yeah, the other guy the other guys sort of catch up a bit hmm. and then they're holding on to another limb of the goat. Oh. So it's really hard to throw a goat when somebody else is holding on to the leg. Uh. So a lot of the time they seem to like throw they're holding on to the goat and then they just throw themselves into the donut as well. So they're like diving off the horse to make sure because a goat can bounce out too. So <laughs> diving off the horse into this like concrete donut. Oh my god! Yeah, so they're they're fucking mental. Yeah, of course, no safety gear to speak of. They got like a little hat, but I don't think there's much to that. <laughs> More decoration. Um, but I guess we didn't come here to complain about the humans injuring themselves we're more talking about the goat being involved yeah. and the horses to a lesser extent presumably they eat the goat i don't think so oh. well i mean like i have no problem eating goat but after it's been bashed around for an hour on the yeah, on the dirty floor yeah getting kicked by horses and probably not maybe pulled apart or something gross yeah or. exactly and like the bones are probably all mangled up and it's the meat would be bruised and shit oh i don't know it doesn't sound good but uh, I, I, again, I don't know. I'm sure somebody's once eaten the goat. <laughs> of course. Um, but, like, it's an interesting point. I read this online. Like, it sounds fucked up to the goat, right? Yeah. But we used to play football with, like, pig's bladders or whatever. Yeah, true. I don't think it was that long ago either. So, actually. I mean, just, like, inflate just like football or pig, rugby was just still, still using a dead animal. Pig's bladder or something. I don't think the goat or the pig really cared whether it was the whole animal or just its intestine or its bladder or whatever. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make a difference to the goat. Oh, but yeah. On that bombshell. Fricky? Yeah. Fricky. Hentextra. Korrespondenterna, din podd om studentpolitik. Från den göteborgske spionen och Göteborgs förenade studentkåren. Du kan lyssna på oss där poddar finns. Yes, this is Ordinary Observations with Jack and Mark. So we just discussed a bit of Buzkashi mm-hmm. from Great Afghanistan, stuff. the national sport. Mm-hmm. And so another country's national sport, the country of Argentina. What? Yes, pretty similar to... How does football involve animals? Pretty similar to the old Buscashi, they've got a bit of pato. Pato, meaning duck in Spanish. I think you've walked over my joke, mate. I don't think... Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's been the national sport of Argentina since 1953, yeah. and I, I am confused I, how. So, if, if you take nothing else, you've learned today that uh, 
Football is not actually the national sport of Argentina. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. And I think if you asked literally any Argentine... <laughs> they would not agree. <laughs> but, but that's uh, ordinary observation. Yeah, and uh, the president of Argentina in 1953 was like... No. Pato. Pato. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Pato for the Argentinian. <laughs> so, Pato, it's, um, it's kind of like Buscashi. It's a mix of uh, polo and uh, basketball. So, they have the same kind of goals at the end, but instead of like a concrete donut on the floor, they've mm. got like a big hoop and a net. Yeah. Which, um, so. What... It's not like basque, like it's a it's a vertical hoop. Right? Yeah, 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 like a netball hoop kind of. Yeah, it's also that's horizontal as well. Ah, okay, yeah. The, the, like the actual a, goal it's like is a, um, like Quidditch goal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a, yeah, okay. It's basically Quidditch involving a dead duck <laughs> on horseback. Yeah, yeah, indeed, pioneers of that time. Yeah, yeah, well ahead of that. <laughs> yeah, but um, so the original sport of pato involved uh, placing a duck in a kind of leather bag. It, it, the duck was uh, living. Living or dead. They would like to say dead, but Probably. there's also reports that it was living. Yikes. So, uh, it's, but what's the point of putting a dead one in there? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not advocating for animal abuse, but like, surely the fact that the duck was living would give it a bit of a third dimension to the game, right? Yeah, but kind of, basically, it's like a leather bag and the duck's head is sticking out. So, uh, it probably was alive. And um, the leather bag had four big handles on it. And that's kind of, you threw this around on your horseback. Okay. It's also a four-player game, two on either team. Mm. And they, what they would do in the, um, a lot, in the olden days, a long time ago, they'd play it between two kind of ranches, two farms. And uh, they'd basically, this would be their pitch, you know? So, the, the goals would be at either ranch. And they'd have to, like... Um, like ride their horse as fast as they can, weave out of the other team, and mm. like score some so, some, yeah. some duck goals. So like the sort of surface ranges quite a bit. Yeah, it's like so it's it's still a game that's going on today. Okay, they, uh, they, they don't use the duck. They uh, use huh. a kind of ball with like a six handles on it now, and uh, it's been around since at least the 1600s. So it's a, it's a pretty old oh, game. Okay, yeah, and uh, it's also been banned at different points in history because it's like insanely violent <laughs> because the, essentially at the start there was no rules and you just had some like angry Argentinian farmers <laughs> just, who just had like knives and were just stabbing each other over a duck aggro Argentinian beef farmers yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like don't fucking take my duck <laughs> yeah and uh, it's not just violent for the duck of course but uh, many riders have been trampled after falling off mm. and uh, have died yeah from the knife fights and <laughs> And also from, like, the horse death. The horses have also died. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because uh, back in the day, they um, it was obviously advantageous if one of the other players didn't have a horse. So they'd also be going after the horses, oh, too, which is also very fucked up. That's filthy. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, lawless, man. Okay, okay. Yeah. And uh, a Christian priest in uh, 1796 even said that players who died playing pato should not be given a proper Christian funeral because of how dirty and violent the game was. When was that? 1796. Oh, that would have meant a lot. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. that would have been important. Yeah. Um, I imagine not having a proper burial also implied that you couldn't get into heaven, I guess. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sure. back then, anything that would sort of not give you a proper burial, you would be considered a heretic. Look, if I was an Argentinian beef farmer, I'd stop playing pato after that. I... Threat. You just, don't un- threat. you just don't understand the game, man. <laughs> don't know what it means. doesn't mean enough to you. <laughs> yeah, that's Pato. It's crazy that it's still going on. And that the, Argent- the, duck. the Argentinian president in the 50s was adamant that it's the national sport. Apparently, 90% of Argentinians have never either played the game or even heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty impressive. <laughs> I think that tells you all you need to know. But imagine, it's such a football mad nation and they thought, no, duck basketball. Duck basketball. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, this is Dave Central C, Sprinter. 
Tycker du att det är för få Göteborgsvitsar i programmen? Maila oss på infosnabelag.k103.se Yes, you're listening to K103. This is Ordinary Observations with Mark and Jack. We're discussing animal abuse, essentially. <laughs> Obscure sports involving animals. <laughs> yeah. we, we like to When make you boil it, it down. a bit more niche. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we, we like a bit more of an excuse about it. Yeah. Uh, but donkey basketball. Oh, that goes hard. Uh, yeah, yeah. Donkey <laughs> basketball. You need, to, you need to get yourself on a donkey on a basketball court. Pretty much what it sounds like. Yeah. You get on your donkey. Play a bit of basketball. Play a bit of basketball. So... It's exclusively like a high school thing, though, right? I don't. Wow, I, I don't know about. I'm not too well versed in the leagues of uh, donkey basketball. <laughs> the regulation. I think it's yeah. It's pretty much well considered just like a fundraising, funny kind of sport. It's yeah, not like, like a, a competitive it's a gimmick. Yeah, it's a bit of a gimmick yeah. to raise some money. The donkeys are alive, by the way. The donkeys are alive. <laughs> you played with a regular basketball on a regular basketball court. You don't bounce the ball. Uh, so it's like donkey netball, actually. Kind of, but yeah. like, you're allowed to ride your donkey, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know how you make yeah, a tackle know. or whatever. But you th- you score points in the same way, shooting just off the back of the donkey. You pass around in the same way. And you're allowed to get off the donkey to pick up the ball. <laughs> That's good. Um, <laughs> but, the game just stops. But then you have to get back on your donkey. Yeah. So, yeah, you can see why this is problematic. Yeah. Um, fat I'm like, Americans. <laughs> I was going to say, imagine there's quite large uh, players. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what they do also is they put like little socks or little like booties on the donkeys as well to not damage the basketball court. I don't think the donkeys like that. Oh, I, th- I mean, do maybe. Do you think any animal likes wearing shoes? No, <laughs> probably not. But like, as far as animal abuse goes, it's not the worst thing we've been discussing today. But isn't it that they also like don't really feed them much before? That's a bigger and problem. give them a lot of water? Yeah, so. so piss I'll- on the, s- <laughs> the school? Exactly. Obviously... If you've got a nice basketball court, indoors court. And your school's gymnasium or something. You prefer to have as little donkey deficit on it as possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they typically starve the donkeys and don't let them drink water for a couple of days beforehand. It's pretty depressing. Donkeys are like the cutest animals. Donkeys are so underrated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's fucked up, obviously. Yeah. Um, but also, obviously, having hundreds of school children shouting around you. Pretty yeah. un- unnatural environment pretty for a donkey. Pretty overstimulating for yeah, a donkey. Pretty yeah. stressful. Yeah. And then again, the fat dads that are riding around on the donkeys or whatever. Is oh, the ref on a donkey? Uh, unclear. Unclear. Yeah, that's hard to say. Um, but typically, like, haven't had a whole lot of experience with donkeys before. Yeah. So they might be, you know, giving them a slap or something when it's really not going to help. And oh. donkeys typically stubborn animals, not going to move if they don't want to move, yeah. not going to stop moving if they don't want to stop moving. Also don't know the, the rules of basketball. No, also not particularly well versed in the rules of basketball. So this is sort of the combination of things that make it kind of just f- funny. Gimmicky, yeah. Yeah, gimmicky, you know, but yeah. So they also do the same with baseball. <laughs> uh, they, they they didn't uh, they didn't restrict the donkey sports to just one. At least the donkeys are outside in this case. Yeah, I mean more natural environment, but bit, a little bit of grass. Bit, yeah, so similar kind of rules. Baseball is it's baseball on donkey back apparently. Yeah. Um. So you throw the ball. I th- no, the pitcher isn't on the donkey. Okay. The pitcher's just standing. But the batter's on a donkey. No, the batter is standing. But as soon as he hits it, Gotta he get has on. to get on a donkey. And the fielders are on donkeys. The fielders are all on donkeys, except right. the catcher. The catcher's standing as well. Yeah, yeah. But so the batter smacks the ball, gets on his donkey, and then is supposed to ride to first base. Yeah. Again, it's the it's the gimmick of the donkey not going to want to do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. That's the joke. Let's manage. Imagine a lot of uh, donkeys are hit by the base force. Yeah. Stuff. Well, I don't know. And so, again, you're allowed to get off your donkey to pick it up, but then you have to get back on your donkey to throw it in kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> well, uh, yeah again yeah it's just 
people's fat dads at at high schools they probably don't have much experience with donkeys so they're spanking them when they don't want to be spanked and nah. all sorts of things it's no fun yeah what else we got pigeon shooting oh yeah the only one on the list that was actually in the olympics yeah yeah bring it back i say so uh yeah it's pretty much what it sounds like like donkey basketball and baseball it's um <laughs> So basically, they released heaps of pigeons from cages, and uh, your objective was to shoot as many as possible, and you get points from that. Mm. And uh, it's pretty popular with rich people during the early 20th century, and it still goes on at private gun clubs, apparently. Yeah, I'm sure all sorts of shit goes on at private gun clubs. Yeah, and obviously, they, they have the argument that it's no worse than uh, the thousands of pigeons which are killed in cities by traffic and stuff, but well, this no, is pretty intentional, you know? No, but the point there was that like cities organize cullings of pigeons uh-huh, okay so they're like i mean they probably don't shoot them but they might set up traps or poisons or whatever and and kill as many possum uh possums as many pigeons as they can possum Just a shooting fr- something little freudian slip there <laughs> 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 yeah it was uh, in the olympic games in 1900 oh, and um the good days yeah it's the first and only time in olympic history when animals were killed on purpose and really? you just get like one point per pigeon and i guess so so yeah. it's just like clay bird shooting but they weren't clay yeah, that's yeah. when they changed it to clay. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, who was a p- big pigeon guy, Mike Tyson. Oh man, love Mike Tyson. And apparently, the reason he got into boxing was because someone killed one of his pigeons. Yeah. So I've written that in the little notes we've got there. Yeah. I don't know if that's entirely true. I'm pretty sure it's this ordinary observations. It has yeah. to be. <laughs> it I'm is pretty, now. I'm pretty confident that is the truth. Yeah. But I don't know for sure. Yeah, but that's pigeon shooting for you. Mm, pigeon, yeah, pretty hardcore. Up next, Girl Scout monster. Hang up the phone, honey, I'm home. Leave me alone. Det här är K103, Göteborgs studentradio. Yes, this is Ordinary Observations with Jack and Mark. You can follow us over on Instagram and listen to all the shows on Spotify too. What's the Instagram handle name? Instagram is at Ordinary Observations. At Ordinary Observations. Yeah. Cool. You'll, you'll find it. Damn. Yes, yeah, so uh, we... Little self-sourcing promo there. <laughs> yeah. Shameless. <laughs> Shameless. Oh. Yeah, so uh, we just discussed a bit of... Donkey. Donkey sports. Donkey sports. And we've got some honourable mentions now. Yeah, well, I want to talk about eel pulling, but Mark says we have to save that for the omnibus episode coming yeah. up in a few weeks. So Got to you... save that for the actual like mistreatment of animals in sports. This is like more the obscure, the fine line. Yeah, well, I mean, eel pulling was pretty obscure, but we're scraping the bottom of the barrel now then. We're yeah. going to do a few special shout-outs, a few special mentions. So the first shout-out, a bit of elephant polo. Oh. And buffalo polo, too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Play in Southeast so, Asia. Yeah, so basically just casual polo, way bigger ball, way bigger, um, what do you call it, bat? It's like, a, it's like a golf club almost. Yeah, yeah. but on elephant. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I think all sort of ele- elephant-based uh, riding mm. is fucked up. Yeah, I think so, too. Also, circuses with elephants. Oh, cruel. yeah, that's really bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, just to be honest, circus in general is, is bad for the animals. Yeah, I don't think they're too happy to be there. Ferret legging. I don't, heard, be- I don't y- believe in this. You ever heard of that? No. It's pretty common in the UK. It's not, but... <laughs> it's not common <laughs> it, anywhere. It has occurred. Okay. And uh, it's basically what you'd do is um, take, like, some wide trousers, and you'd um, tie the uh, trousers, you'd tie some rope around your socks, so there's basically no gap at the bottom, <laughs> and you'd throw in a live ferret down your trousers and see how long you can hold it in there. Well, what's the ferret do? It, it just scratches and, like, like bites like, because it's it, in a dark place and it doesn't scared. just, like, curl up and just go to sleep? Well, apparently some people have said that they've trained the ferrets to do that uh-huh. because he does it like every day or something. But 
I don't believe that. That's either. fucked up. You wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't start believing a bloke that says he put his fear down his pants every day. No, that's, that's, not, that's not normal. Not the kind of character I'd be hanging out it's with. It's not the neighbor you want to know. No, <laughs> no. So what do you uh, got? Dead possum toss? That's also not real. You never heard of the dead possum toss? <laughs> no. It's because you don't have possums in the UK. Exactly. You don't have ferrets. <laughs> <laughs> we do. They're the same animals. No, we do have ferrets. They came to New Zealand, they started eating up all the fucking kiwi eggs, and that's why kiwis are fucking endangered. Um, but yeah, the dead possum toss was a thing. It's like, it's like you know, the gumboot toss at school. Yeah, yeah, we do that. Yeah, ex- except just, toss. just with the dead possum. <laughs> so I saw a school at home in New Zealand a couple of years ago had... Uh, uh, there's a public outrage because obviously like possums are pests so they're quite people are encouraged to shoot them and then so the kids were bringing in the possums to school and it was like a two birds with one stone kind of deal like shoot the possum and then have a fundraiser yeah of paying a, a paying a dollar to enter the dead possum toss or oh, whatever so far some kid can launch your possum <laughs> exactly <laughs> and so of course the animal rights people got a hold of this and they were like wait what that's um you're disrespectful to the dead animals and that kind of thing so so that got cancelled I guess that got cancelled next up jousting holy shit jousting is cool it's, you don't think of animal abuse when you think of jousting no I think more of human abuse yeah but like they're still doing it like are these like medieval shows and stuff really yeah around Europe and the US they still throw in a bit of jousting but I don't know if it's the same like, like sharp point at the end of the uh, spear like thing the fucking Heath Ledger the and javelin the yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but javelin is fucked. Yeah, oh, is it jousting. Sorry, jousting. jousting's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess every once in a while the horses got fucked up as well. I mean, surely someone has got to aim badly and just hit a horse. Yeah, I mean the horse speed. is a much bigger target than the yeah. than Heath Ledger on poor horse. Yeah, what else we got? Bit of rodeo. Rodeo. I Bucking mean, bronco. Yeah, that's cool. Bucking bronco, or like the one where they ride the horse and then like rope the other horse or the other the, little... like or the bull or something, right? Yeah, but I'm th- I'm thinking of the one where it's like a bull in a very tight pen and then they're riding it. They got to stay on for like twelve seconds. Or something. Eight, eight, eight seconds. Eight. Yeah, only allowed one hand. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty weird. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess the idea is they get the bull angry. Yeah. Well, I guess the bull's angry enough just to having anybody sitting on his back. Uh, yeah. But- it's not normal. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's just like stressed out as hell, <laughs> surrounded by thousands of cheering Americans. Yeah. yeah. Dog trials? Dog trials is a funny one. Like, I don't have any problem with, like, agility thing. <laughs> no, not at all, because that's just like training a dog I on think, an extreme level, but... I think that's all right. Yeah. but Like, the dogs probably like it. But we're talking, like, dog trials where it's, like, definitely some border collie that's, like, barking and rounding up, like, 20 sheep in a little pen. Yeah, so it's a... Four times in a day exactly. for, for so, a medal. <laughs> it's a like, competition amongst, like, farmers, essentially, of who has the most well-trained dog yeah. to round up the sheep the fastest. Do you ever see this on TV? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, we used to get this on tv so like good old-fashioned <laughs> good old-fashioned like kiwi farm dudes just standing out there whistling obscure bizarre barking whistle, whistle, some whistle combinations to their dog to get them to push pressure on the sheep flock in different yeah. locations and so you know, him into I, the pen again the dog doesn't care he's having a good time but the sheep <laughs> just Poor like sheep man. stressed as fuck all yeah. day long yeah, it's not great. We've got some racing as well. Camel racing we touched on a little bit. Mm. I found a deep dive into this uh, for the episode research. I came across cane toad racing. Cane toad racing. Well, there's Bogan Sports again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's an Australian thing for sure. Yeah. Also, uh, pig racing as well. Pig racing. That seems fun, though. I don't know. But again, it, all of these just seem like real anxious animals and just... <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's what we come to. Even if the sports don't involve like deliberately killing the animal... Or deliberately throwing its headless carcass around. Could be for another episode. Yeah, I think we'll get to that. Yeah. This has been Ordinary Observations. Yep. Jack and Mark. Thank you for listening. Gothenburg Student Radio, K103. Find us at... 
Instagram or at uh, Ordinary Observations and on Spotify. All the podcast shows will be there. Yep. Cool. Have a great evening. You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned.